What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm back with a very special guest. You all know him. You all love him. Champ is back. Champ, how are you? Listen, I'm great. Uh, A lot has changed. I saw in the outline that you sent me, I think that it's cool for podcasters to talk about the outline they've done. I see that on a lot of recent podcasts. So I'm going to bring it up here like I'm a professional. Uh, I read in the outline that you that you sent me via Slack. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I read in the outline that you said that I haven't been on since uh, November 2020, and as a lot has changed, including the podcast mic that you're using. I know, Tori. I know. First of all, this is an audio-only medium. Can you please describe? the podcast mic that you are now using okay well it's hard because this is subjective i thought it looked cool right it is a handheld sleek sexy stainless steel microphone that like any cool podcaster would use which is why i was bamboozled into buying it on tiktok so the microphone you were using before was like uh it looks like you were on like old-timey radio yes it is so a little insider baseball for you all. We were talking about this in the preamble, which is also another thing that <laughs> like the pre-show chit chat, right. which is another thing that uh, famous podcasters talk about that n- really, truly no one gives a fuck about. It's like, oh, you talked to your guests for 10 minutes <laughs> before you started recording, <laughs> like groundbreaking. Anyways, um, I had the blue Yeti microphone, which is like you literally see it everywhere because every basic bitch podcaster has it I got the next most basic bitch podcast mic you can get I was feeling good about it until champ rolls up well I I pegged what was going on immediately because I think that with the handheld mic I think when you see like tiktokers or like youtube celebrities when they're recording their podcast and they're uploading clips onto their youtube channels or their social media or wherever you see them with the handheld mics and they're just like lounging on their couch or on their bed or by their pool or wherever (laughs) Yes. And I think that's what you were going for. Yes. But with the handheld mic, what I think you actually look like is like an <laughs> old-timey comedian from the early 90s, like Jerry Seinfeld vibes. <laughs> What's the deal with airline food? That's what give me your best you know bit about uh kids today. Can you give me that? How about uh <laughs> What's going on with your marriage? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I want to end this podcast <laughs> right now. Like, I hate how accurate that is because I feel like everything in my life nowadays, and this is so sad. Honestly, as I'm verbalizing this, this is honestly dark, but I feel like everything I do <laughs> is to like emulate tiktokers and like cool people online and you hit the nail on the head i see those people in like a brown leather couch hanging out like everyone has their own like armchair and they are producing a video podcast i thought i could be that it was like what you bought, what you thought you bought online versus yes, what actually arrived. It's me in a grout fit, braless. I've taken my makeup off since I saw you last. You're sitting in your literal laundry room. With my glasses on, 
Like, I would never show anyone this recording. Yeah. <laughs> like, And this is, like, my podcast. Like, this is just the way it is. Whereas, like, some people, when they record a podcast, it's, like, full hair, full makeup. Because they're, like, cutting these clips. But just a side tangent before we, like, move on. Deep down, I know that's how, like, that's the only way I'll grow this podcast is to post those, like, fucking clips on TikTok and stuff. And I strive to do that. But today, we're in a grout fit with poor lighting. My MacBook Air camera, which is, like, literal trash. It's literally two megapixels. This is interesting that you talk about this because I feel like there's something other people I know have MacBooks and their picture quality is so clear and mine is also trash. Yeah, we look like we're in the 1900s. I think there's some sort of setting where you can set it to be like, make this camera good. Okay, okay. But I haven't looked into it, but now that I should write this down or something so I remember after this podcast. Me too. I've never looked worse than on my MacBook Air. And it's like, also, it's like you can just tell that I was a PC user before of the way that I even talk about my MacBook. But like, I got it this summer and I was like, I'm going to be like, oh, like in four, four, I was going to say 4D, but I think, I think I meant 4K. I don't know. Is that some type of like. I think you did mean 4K. I think 4K, yeah, is the picture quality. Yeah. 4D, I. Th- I think 4D is when you go to an amusement park and <laughs> yes. you go on the 3D ride and it's when your chair is moving and they're like spraying water at you. That's the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is when you go to Shrek 3D, the ride, uh, Shrek 40, and like they blast like Shrek's fart gas at you. That's what they, that's what 4D is. At, at Universal yeah. Studios. 4D yeah. technology is all exclusive to Universal Studios. I just want you to know that. No, and Disneyland. Right, right, right. Because I went to, like, the Bugs world. Yes, I'm they, aging I don't myself. think they have that anymore. They don't. They don't. But, yeah, it, like, blew air at your legs, so it felt like... Uh, yes, <laughs> like that. It was like ants crawling. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, good times, honestly. It would be amazing if your podcast got that technology, though. You should yeah. look into that for sure. Yeah, where it's like people are listening on their iPhone and it just like Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. They can they can smell the grout fit from here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, but what's like RTBB's like signature scent? Because like <laughs> I think we know what it is, but we don't need to say it on the pod. I think the listeners can fill in the blanks on that one for sure. For <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh my god. I yeah, I hate this. But like one day I do hope to like use my cute microphone on TikTok and stuff. Right. Anyways, you were last yeah, on the podcast November 2020, we talked about Kim Kardashian's birthday and like we're going to do another Kardashian roundup today. I don't know why I've become that's uh, a Kardashian correspondent here because I don't watch the show. I don't follow anything about them. Yeah, I have basically opi- me neither. I have opinions, but <laughs> me neither. But I honestly think that could be like an alternate name for RTBP is just like something that you read a headline about, but you have an right, opinion. right, right. Isn't that every podcast though? A hundred percent. I think that's the world at this point. It's like, oh, did you hear this thing about vaccines? It's like, no. <laughs> no. You you read the headline on a CBC article that was written by a 20-year-old intern. Uh, unpaid. 
I swear to God, the other day I was like, well, did you hear like blah, blah, blah about COVID? And I was like, I read an article and it's like, I read an article means I watched a TikTok. 100%, 100%. (laughs) You know, you have to get your information from somewhere. But before we talk about the Kardashians, we're going to talk about the Oscars. Champ was outraged i was outraged by it i don't know i don't even know because like this isn't really your podcast demographic or like you don't talk about these things often on the podcast i feel like but like i don't even know how many of your listenership is even like tuned into the oscars like when was the last time you actually watched the oscars i was actually thinking didn't we fucking wasn't our first episode of you and me together we didn't we didn't talk about the ceremony we talked about Kevin Hart being asked to host and then them taking it away from him. <gasps> right. And then he went on name. Ellen to apologize. Remember when Ellen DeGeneres' show <laughs> was the place he went to apologize about things? What a, where, what have we got, what a world we live in. <laughs> that was, our first podcast was talking about an Ellen show apology. It's That's like, not the world we where, live in today. Where, what happened to the original plot or whatever that TikTok yeah, is? Hundred percent. Also, yeah. I just want to say, like, talking about like where did we go? Also, this podcast has just become me talking about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we've come a long way since season one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good times, good times. So yeah, okay. We talked about the Oscar scandal, but like that's when I used to watch. Like I did actually. Right. Used to watch. It's because I had cable TV then. Right. So it it's is really so hard good. To watch. I um, my parents have cable, and in when your parents have cable, you can basically tune in to any like CTV, CBC, Global TV. Uh, explain. You'll have to explain this for your non-Canadian listeners, but mm. uh, you can log in with basically your parents' cable information and watch everything streaming, basically. So that's what I did to watch it. That's what I've been doing basically every year for the past, I don't know how long. I know. And the amount of times you've told me that you're able to do this and like my parents have it. <laughs> Just every single time disregard and then can continue to complain that I don't have cable TV. Okay, this could be we don't need to get into this, but this could be a way for you to watch Survivor easily on East Coast because you can get all those like we can watch like when we watch SNL on the global app, we watch it on like, yeah, Maritimes or Ontario, the version of global so that we can catch SNL at 8.30 instead of at 11.30. Oh yeah, because it goes on really late. Yeah, there's no way I'm staying up till 11.30 to watch Elon Musk next (laughs) week. I'll tell you that right now. Not a chance. Oh my goodness. I just don't even know where to start with that. Like it's it's so problematic, but then it's also like, what is he gonna do? Like he's not even an actor. I don't uh, even know like yeah, what are you bringing to the table? what what kind of skits what kind of sketches is Elon Musk doing on this show? what What does an Elon Musk monologue look like? That's he was like pitching shit on Twitter that I just didn't even understand. I and did then... see this. He was like, what skits should I do? And then someone from the show, I can't even remember who it was, because I'm like a, a very casual SNL watcher. Right. was like, well, first off, like start calling them sketches. <laughs> like... It's wild, too, to think that I feel so bad for the 
SNL cast and crew and writers when you know that Elon Musk is coming in and it's like uh, this Twitter user told me what sketches I should be doing and this is what I want you to write for me and it's just like what a nightmare for those people I feel terrible for them same but it's like didn't we learn when all the late night TV shows and SNL itself had Donald J. Trump on 100%. It's like history just fucking repeats itself and we yeah. learn nothing. Okay, champ. <laughs> the Oscars. Okay. The Oscars this year were so bad. How much do you even know about what happened at this year's Oscars? Like, how much should I break it down for you? Are you working with 0% information about this? Zero. Okay, it was so bad. Have you watched any of the Zoom award shows since pandemic started? I've seen clips, but it's it's just sad. I just I feel like sometimes it's just like it's better to just not do those things. Send them their fucking trophy in the mail and like spare us. So I think this is what the producers of the Oscars were really tapped into because they were adamant that they did not want anyone appearing by Zoom in any way from their homes. This was like one of the first things that came out about the Oscars is like, there will be no Zoom. You will not be appearing on Zoom. And then, as it turns out, a bunch of the nominees are not from the United States. Yeah. And they Classic. maybe maybe it doesn't make sense for them to be traveling during a pandemic to the United States when you live in France, Italy, the United Kingdom, you know, places where the pandemic is raging. Yeah. And uh, so then they kind of backtracked on that and they set up some like satellite locations in some of these European countries for them to like call in basically from like some sort of like auditorium in some cases it seemed like the roof of a building people were calling from in the middle of the night but like there was no person calling in from zoom from their home at this ceremony they had it all instead of like the main like uh what what do you call it theater yeah. in like downtown hollywood that they usually have it at they had it at the uh, union station like the train station in los angeles which was actually like a very cool venue and they had like a cool opening of like regina king walking through the train station and it was like wow this is gonna be so cool and then it like just like took a turn for the terrible i don't know how in the year and what two months now that this pandemic has has been happening how we haven't figured out like zooming in like i i don't watch any talk shows anymore i don't watch any yeah. award shows like the zoom it's just horrendous it's like yeah someone sitting in their living room or a hotel room there's randoms next to them that are like their supposed family or whatever okay this is what you would think is that we're so tired of seeing people on zoom screens in their yeah. home that we're so desperate for them to be back in person in a group you would think that but the oscars proved that incorrect because, well, I'll, I'll give you some other things first before I get into the actual ceremony. Okay. Tori, I'm going to quiz you on some movie knowledge because I'm a big movie person. Okay, same. Do, do, <laughs> do you know who Steven Soderbergh is? No. no. Steven Soderbergh, he's the was the producer of this year's Oscars. He's a famous director. I picked the movies. I picked four movies that you would potentially know from the okay. movies he's directed. Okay. I feel like I'm Kiki Palmer. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, to this man. I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> sorry, Do you know Steven. the movie? Here okay. are the movies he directed that you might know. Do you know Aaron Brockovich? 
Yes. Okay, great. Do you know the Ocean's 11, 12, 13 movies? Yes, okay. I do. He directed those. Do you know the movie Contagion? Yes, but it's like, don't Only watch from that. this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah don't he watch directed that. that. And, Tori, do you know the movie Magic Mike? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we're working with. Steven Soderbergh directed these movies. He's directed so many His more range. movies. His <laughs> range. His is, range is pretty great. He most recently directed a movie where Meryl Streep was like a writer on a cruise ship. This was the movie. Is Meryl Streep's on a cruise ship? Okay. Anyway, it's it's pretty wild. The movies he puts out, like, there's no like connector of what they are. It's just like he's like got a harebrained idea and he puts it. So it's like people are excited when this kind of guy is producing the Oscars. And here are some. Here are two quotes that made me personally excited for the Oscars before I actually watched them. I read an article that said, here's the quote. I pulled two of these quotes like a, okay. a professional podcaster. I was just going to say, like, are you trying to like steal? 100 <laughs> I'm, I'm gunning for your job. When have you ever done this kind of preparation in your life? I read the article, not just the headline. Here are the two quotes. <laughs> Here are the two quotes. See if this would get you excited. The producers are planning a show that's entertaining on its own merits and not just as a vehicle to hand out statuettes. The most exciting thing about this show is that it's going to feel like a film in the sense that at the end, we hope it'll feel like you watched a movie, said Soderbergh. I'm so, down. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, this isn't going to be just an award show. This is going to look like a movie. And they were talking about like having people there in person and like acting like it was like an active film set instead of like a place where you needed to show up and wear a mask. Like Love it was it. like, we're going to get you tested. We're going to like pull out all the stops so you can show up here and you don't have to wear a mask. And it's like you're at work on an actual movie which all of you are there celebrating your excellence in making movies. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be something different. And here's another one he said. Steven Soderbergh, one of the show's producers, told the Los Angeles Times, it's the fucking Oscars. It's not a webinar. And I'm like, I'm on board. (laughs) Check mark. Check mark Steven Soderbergh. I'm on board for this. This is going to be, I was like super hyped for this. And then what you actually got was after Regina King walked through this train station to like cool music that Questlove was DJing, uh, you got a bunch of people sitting at tables and that's it. There were no clips. There was no excitement. They uh, passed out awards for categories like visual effects and cinematography and costume design and makeup. And they did not show us, and they did not show us visual effects. They did not show us costume design. They did not show us cinematography. They didn't show us anything. They just showed us tables of, of mostly old white guys sitting at tables in this train station while people talked about their work. It was just like, there was nothing like a movie at all. Okay, so I did hear about the scandal of them like not showing anything. Yes. And that just confuses me so much. That's the best part when you're a haven't seen everything if you're not a cinephile mm-hmm. like you are. And then you're <laughs> right, like when it's like the costumes or the design, when you see it from start to finish, you're like, "Oh, this is actually fucking cool." And like maybe this is a movie I would now want to watch yeah. having seen none of these movies. It's like get us excited about something. Like Yeah. For once we, this year. Like Exactly. <laughs> Especially after a year of like no one has seen any movies. Yeah. 
like you've watched like a piece of shit movie on Netflix. We watched Tiger King and that's it. Like I had not seen barely any of these movies that were nominated for Oscars. I don't think I've seen one. If I'm not going to the theater, it's hard to like motivate yourself on like a Sunday night to sit down on the couch at 8 p.m. and watch a full movie when all you want to do is just like roll into bed after you've just sat in your house all day. <laughs> so fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, painted that picture a little too accurately. Yeah, are we, are we, should we be keeping it light? I don't know. What's the tone of this podcast? <laughs> okay, and then it's like, also, the one movie that I was like, oh, I should actually watch this, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Which one it, best picture? Yes. It was like on HBO Max for like two weeks and then never to be seen again. So it's like. Yes. And since again, just a little tie in. And we talked about this in my last episode too. But it's like since I got my MacBook, I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not. Oh, I'm, not I'm not rolling any dices <laughs> with like fucking one, two, three movie. Right. Like, shit like that. 100%. Where you, you say a little prayer before you click the. <laughs> click the play button like 100 i'm doing everything kosher above above the books above table, above board above, i think above board whatever yeah so i just won't see any of these movies yeah until they hit like netflix or something like that yeah 100 just to show you though the type of movie goer i am last night right. i watched uh, a knight's tale okay <laughs> i think this is the other thing is that people are people don't want any thing new people want nostalgia they want to feel yeah. like comforted in something that they know is going to be good they don't want to go out on a limb and try something new which is why i think you need clips at the freaking oscars yeah. to like get people invested in what's actually happening yeah the other big scandal is they did not announce best picture last did you hear about this no but it's oh, like that this is la la land like 100 percent. this was actually I think a bigger disaster than La La Land's because at least La La Land's when they announced La La Land and the best picture actually went to Moonlight, at least that was like a moment that was exciting. Like, oh, they they fucked up this huge announcement. Like this is like their biggest night. They had one job and they messed it up. Like yeah. that was fun to watch. I think this was worse because they so they didn't announce Best Picture last, they announced it third to last and then they announced best actress and then they announced best actor now best actor was heavily favored the winner of that category with heavily favored was chadwick boseman yeah who deceased beautiful yeah (laughs) deceased the guy's deceased Okay, we're cutting that (laughs) i'm getting canceled for that no i'm just saying the, the guy is deceased. But couldn't there. you just say, like, passed on? Okay, hold on. Like, we'll roll Jesus, it back. We'll Jesus roll it back. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman passed yeah. away tragically. Yeah. Like, what a beautiful So this is what moment. they're banking. This is what they're banking on, is that, and in previous award shows, uh, Chadwick Boseman's wife uh, gave this, like, big speech, like, usually near the end of all these shows, like, talking about him and talking about the work that he did and, like, you know, what he was passionate about as, like, a person and an actor. And it was, like, it was a nice moment. And so they're banking on this guy winning and his wife delivering a moving speech to close out the entire show. 
that did not happen. Chadwick Boseman did not win. Instead, they gave it to Anthony Hopkins for a movie where he plays a guy with dementia, which before we go in on Anthony Hopkins, apparently this movie was actually very good and he's very good in it. But Anthony Hopkins does already have an Oscar, has had a long career, like didn't need this award. And also he wasn't even there. The guy wasn't there. He was in Wales at his like father's farm, just chilling out. He has a very active Instagram. Maybe you should check it out. But he wasn't there. And he also didn't appear by Zoom. It came out after that he asked the producers of the Oscars, can I accept this award from Zoom? Because I'm not showing up to Los Angeles. I'm not leaving Wales in the middle of a pandemic. I'm like 84 years old. And they were like, no. They said no to him. And then they stacked this award for the end of the show. Because I think they just assumed that the guy didn't win. Don't they know the winners? Many people thought this, that they know the winners in advance, but they don't. The only people that know the winners in advance are these accountants that, you know, count all the ballots. And the accountants couldn't give them a little FYI? I don't think that's allowed. Yeah, that probably isn't. The show ends uh, with them saying uh, Anthony Hopkins could not be here tonight and we accept this award on his behalf. And then they just, it was over. The show's over. Roll credits cue the music it was rough it was so rough who won best best actress just out of curiosity best actress went to Frances mcdormand she was in nomadland she won that yeah of course fan fave so also Frances mcdormand her best actress speech because she was also a producer of la la or not la la land of nomadland it's got both got land in it she was a producer of Nomadland, so she already had given a speech when it won Best Picture right yeah. before she won for Best Actress. So she's like, she's also got two Oscars previously, and yeah. she's like, couldn't care less. She does not, clearly does not care about awards. So she was just like, ah, thanks. Okay, see you later. So like you end the night on one basically non-speech given by a person that clearly doesn't care, and then you end it on a guy who didn't even bother to show up in any way to collect the award it was pretty wild and also like when you're thinking like you've got like a big time hollywood director producing the oscars a bunch of like seasoned production people who have been doing the oscars for years and then you've got people in the room like reese witherspoon and viola davis and zendaya and brad pitt like are you telling me these people can't band together to give me an ounce of entertainment on my television screen like I'm just saying, like, what is the point of having this show? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you trying to get at it? Because it's not entertaining. No one looks happy to be there. Yeah. Like, it's the middle of a pandemic. No one's seen the movies. We don't even know if like going to the movies will be even a viable business after this. People are yeah. talking about like theaters closing and things like that. It's like, what's the point of this? What are you giving me here? Could this not be? This could have been an email. This ceremony could have been an email. <laughs> It is weird when you think about it, about how boring these award shows are when it is from an entertainment industry. Like when we used to go to our Res Life award ceremonies, basically, (laughs) banquet, where we both won big. Big awards. I won two awards, by the way, in one evening. Just saying. Okay. Same here. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all. (laughs) Mine was before yours, so, you yeah. know, I, w- I trailblazed there. 
Okay, yeah. As chasing the high of our fucking, like, 2012 <laughs> Res Life Banquets. I, I haven't won a single thing since then. <laughs> no. Zero nominations since still, then. Still on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> still a highlight on my LinkedIn profile. Did we give speeches? We didn't. I, we did not give speeches. Uh, we, they should allow that. This is the thing, though, is that when you watch the Oscars, you, you'd think that, like, an actor... Or like a writer could deliver a speech. Yeah. They can't. None of the speeches are good. Like, how are you not like, r- let's round up the nominees and take them to freaking Toastmasters or something. Yeah. Like, give them a speech 101 on how to deliver something interesting. I know all of like the the Trump people. I know there's a bunch of Trump people that listen to RTBP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you know RTBP number one? This is QAnon right now. This podcast is Q. Uh, no, that's obviously a joke. You can cut that out. But like all the Trump people, all the right wing people are always talking about like, oh, the speeches are so like they're always like preaching to us about like political correctness and like climate change and, you know, all the topics that the right wing doesn't care about. There was not even any of that in this show. I was going to say. like maybe two speeches delivered by the people that won like best live action short form documentary international, you know they delivered a speech that was like you know topical and political no one else did they're just like reading a list of names who no one knows and they're thanking they're thanking their agents and their team like no one cares about that no one cares yeah because you're right like the speeches that i remember or like look back on on youtube it's like it's like when the time's up movement was gaining momentum or so many other things like diversity in in awards and stuff like that. Leonardo DiCaprio is winning and then launching into a thing about, you know, we have to protect the planet. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember someone reading a list of names of like Dave, their agent. No one cares about Dave, the agent. No, we, we really don't. I think that I had a year of no awards season, mm-hmm. ceremonies, etc., and I didn't miss it. I I don't even yeah. think I fucking noticed. Yeah. Like truly, because also like the fashion, like the red carpets are usually what I like most, and it's like now they're weird with COVID. So yeah. I just again, I think it's just something that it's like let's just table this for 2022 because yeah. you doing something but COVID friendly is almost more sad than us just not having it for two years yeah my big message to the 2022 oscars producers are uh like figure out why this even matters like why people should even care about this and like deliver that because if you no one even like you don't even know why people should care about this then no one's gonna tune in and no one tuned in this year last year they had like 28 million people view the oscars which was an all-time low and that was last year this year 10 million people that's a drop that's a drop oof like survivor is getting 10 million people 100 percent, 100 (laughs) percent. like Grey's anatomy still gets 10 million yeah oof that's really low that's super dark okay one other bone i want to pick about the oscars and then we can move on unless you have more things you want to add why is schitt's creek one of my all-time favorite tv shows like don't get me wrong hugest dan levy fan from his mtv canada days I went to the season two premiere in Vancouver. Right. 
hosted by Jesse Cruikshank, one of Dan Levy's best friends. And the cast surprised us. We didn't know they were there. It was iconic, like fan from day one. The show ended like fucking four years ago. Why is there still, why are they still getting awards? Yes, you're right. I think you're, you're talking about the Golden Globes most recently where they're yes. still, yeah. I think there's some weird stuff with just like these awards, like the Golden Globes, where like they're roping in like uh, TV awards in there. They have this with like the Actors Guild Awards, and they also have like the Critics' Choice Awards. And like, yeah, they're still roping TV in there, even though they're like trying to get all the movies at the end of the year. And then the TV that's happened, like, you know, seven months ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's it kind of seems like they're kind of over it too. The Shit's Creek people, they're like, we had our big thing with when we won every single Emmy in existence, and now it's kind of like they've got their own projects going on. I'm also just like annoyed because again, this is just so classic like America, but they've been winning the Canadian like screen awards or whatever mm. for like several years. Then all of a sudden they're like big in the US, but yeah, that's a story for another time. Anyways, happy they're getting all those awards, but I'm just like, I and okay, if now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm pretty sure that the season, season six ended in 2020. It just maybe feels like four years ago, but I just, I'm like, I don't know how they're still winning. Like there hasn't been new episodes forever. Yeah. Another shock of another reason why award shows don't matter. Truly. And they're like the people that I want to see win and I'm tired yeah, yeah. of seeing them win. <laughs> like, yeah. Truly. I get why this particular type of awards are televised because of the nature of the awards, but it's like. This is why, like, the fucking Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> aren't televised. Like, no, I think, no I think literally, shit. I think literally the Nobel Peace Prize is like they give it out in an email. <laughs> yeah, I think that's literally what it is. Like, the uh, people who win get notified out of the blue. I don't even think there's like a nomination process. I think it's just like uh, achievement or based. like a, sh- a short list or anything. It's just right. like, you know. A, a physicist gets a, an email to their, yeah, outlook.com email. And uh... <laughs> it just, it it makes sense why not, no other award ceremonies are, are televised. And it's yeah. because it's all trash. And you're right with those quotes that you pulled. If they were to make them, I don't know, entertaining or like put some emphasis on something different other than just, yeah, handing out awards and then people listing people we don't know. Like, it'd be game changers. One other question, then let's move on. Did they have performances, like musical guests? They, this is the, this was like a big, like, time-saving Oscars. Like, they basically cut out everything that they think that makes the show run long. It still ran for over three hours, so they didn't really like there was no difference made but they all the musical performances for like the best song they were all done in a pre-show like during like the red carpet segment before the oscars so which apparently actually the performances were very well done and like were like interesting to look at so i'm surprised they didn't have those like as a segment on the oscars but um yeah they did them all in a pre-show I just think that, like, with the Grammys, they always have, like, the Grammys brunch or whatever, and they give away the awards that the general public wouldn't care about. They just need to do way more of that. 100%. Anyways, if you're looking for people to, you know, spice up your award ceremonies. Yeah. 
we've got some ideas. Yeah, I'll produce it next year. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite thing I feel like about podcasting is just when you like have a few ideas and you're like, I could produce that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I've run an event for like uh, 16 people at my university administration job. I can can produce the Oscars. Yeah, 100%. Makes sense. I get the leap of logic. Yeah. Okay, good. So the Kardashians, I was going to say are in the news, but it's like, when are they ever not in the news? Right. But there has been some like pretty big stories lately. I think like the biggest one, because I talk about it every single time it happens, Chloe and Tristan, like possibly more cheating rumors. It's just like, uh, talk to me when there's something new at this point, honestly. It's just like, is this not the same old, same old with these two? 100%. It's just, it's really painful to watch. The TV show, they're in their 20th and final season. I've watched a handful of episodes. He is a fucking drip. Right, right. He is, oh my god, he is weirdly super boring, but like also really annoying at the same time. I don't know. It's just awful. He's so... You know when, like, someone does something bad and then they just, like, try to overcorrect by being, like, extremely nice? Right. In the confessionals, he's, like, just basically, like, hyping her up the entire time. And it's, Oh, so, so he's, he's doing, like, paired confessionals with her. Oh. With Chloe, yeah. Anyways, I just feel like, I don't want to say, like, once a cheater, always a cheater, but, like, this is pretty hard to hear because we... <laughs> Like this conversation just happens like once a year. And these rumors, it's coming from the person who he cheated with. Yeah. So basically what this girl was saying is that her name, I looked it up and now I just like can't remember. She's like an Instagram model. Yes. Yes. She was on a podcast and basically she said Tristan reached out throughout the winter, like November, December, January. And she was like, hey, like if you're seeing Chloe, like if you're not single, like I don't want to talk to you. He's like, no, 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 I'm single. So then they met up a few times and then she basically found out that he wasn't single and that they were still dating. It was True's, their child's birthday, like three weeks ago. Um, She said they were talking up until then. He notably was absent from her birthday party, Mm. which I feel like is a telltale sign that like this is has some legitimacy because he's at every other family event. And have either of them responded to these rumors? No, but there's been a lot of Kardashian content and that I feel like is another sign where they don't address it directly, but Kris Jenner pushes a billion other stories right, to drown out the noise. Like, for example, I think it was, was it the Kendall tequila scandal? There was a recent scandal that happened that I think I talked about on this podcast, probably. And then, like, the day, the next day, or, like, the day of, the Forbes Kim is a, now a billionaire. Oh, right. Came yes. Out. I can't keep up. Right. Was it the picture? Oh, I think it was the Chloe picture incident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The photoshopped picture. Yes, I think. Or unphotoshopped picture. I think that's what it was. And then it was like all this news about Kim being a billionaire came out. So I do feel like sometimes when 
Yeah, when bad stories come out and they can't squash it, then they leak a bunch of other stuff, like all of this Kravis content. While we're on the topic of, like, the push of Kardashian stories in the media, yeah, don't you think that I always find that when they have a new season of the show out, there's so many stories pushed out about them, like in the lead up to it while it's airing to, I feel like, keep people interested. And then it kind of dies down when they're on the off season, even when they're like filming uh, right until their lead up to releasing the actual season of television. But isn't this their last season? Yes. Like what, what do you think the kardashian media story release schedule is going to look like moving forward when there's nothing for them to be like actively promoting yeah that's such a good point because i feel like so the show's been on for i think 14 years 20 seasons and i think like around maybe like the i don't know the sixth through tenth season their tv show changed from which i think is because of the onslaught of social media their TV show changed from just showing their lives, quote unquote, who knows again what is fully staged and what is real, to basically just addressing shit that came out in the news. Because right. social media opened our lives up to celebrities like never before. We see so much content every single day, basically like our own reality TV show that I think that the TV show just changed to basically addressing shit that happened. Like literally, like this is a bad example because it's from like years ago, but Kylie Jenner had like a mini scandal where she was underage in a club in Quebec of all places. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And people were like, that's so bad. She's probably drinking, et cetera. Maybe she was seen with alcohol or whatever. And then they just filmed a conversation between Chris and Kylie, like addressing what happened, being like, I wasn't drinking. The, The legal age is way younger there, like whatever. But the continuity was like, okay, she had these color nails in the scene before. She has this length of hair in the scene afterwards you just filmed this at another time and like plopped it in. I think that's what the TV show became. So I don't know what the cycle is going to be afterwards because I don't know what is next for the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. But something that I watched on TikTok recently was basically just saying how they have such a hold on like nostalgia, like nostalgia, like the past, the present and the future of like everything where like other socialites like Paris Hilton just don't have. Right. So whatever they do, I just know it will be successful and I know we'll continue to talk about them. Well, when two of their family members are already billionaires, I mean, they can, I assume they can do nothing for the rest of their lives and still be pretty okay. 100%. So I don't know if we'll see any of this on the TV show. Like, people are speculating that, like, the Kim-Kanye divorce is what we'll see in, like, kind of the finale. I think Chloe and Tristan were, like, as per their social media posts and the TV show, everything was hunky-dory. Right. Until these rumors came up, like, a few days ago. And even today, like, a few hours ago, another woman 
started to post on social media like hey Chloe message me I have like more info I'm I'm doing this publicly to get your attention but like I will keep our conversations like confidential but she was like posting screenshots and again they could be like doctored but like of conversations with her and Chloe like it's not looking great tough 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 beat for Chloe at least she's got her daughter out of it and like you know she's had a rough month I feel like people are really shitting on her I feel really bad for her I really like I really really feel bad for her I know she's a part of the problem but like I don't know I still empathize with her but in the meantime her older sister older sister is Courtney the oldest anyway she's living it up on social media when Chloe's having a terrible time yes (laughs) Courtney Courtney's really taken off. <laughs> Chloe's stock is plummeting and Courtney could not be higher right now. Right. Oh, she is having the fucking time of her life. Her pictures in like the desert, this trip that she's on, it looks like so much fun. Travis Barker, her BF, said I love you on Maine. Her birthday was recently and she just had like an outpouring of support. Like, oh my goodness. She's sucking on thumbs. Life could not get greater for Kourtney Kardashian. I was going to say, if if we talk about one post that she's posted of Kravis, which is like the amount of PDA this couple is showing is like almost too much. Dare I say too much? <laughs> this, the, I can't even say it. The thumb sucking video was like. Out of control. Out of control. Like, doesn't uh, Mason Disick get on Instagram, on, like, a a burner account on Instagram, like, every six months? Like, obviously, he's going to see this. Isn't he making just, like, Instagram stories of, like, uh, uh, Tristan Thompson and his (laughs) (laughs) traps? I don't know about Mason, but freaking Travis's child liked the post and commented on it. Like, she really really comments on all of their shit okay i think it's his son though i think it's his his because his son is like 17 years old it's uh i can't remember the name but i've seen this they had a side by side because and again this is one of here's where we get to the point where i really truly know nothing other than the headlines yeah uh but there was a side by side of him commenting uh the son commenting on travis barker and courtney kardashian like in the desert being like true love and then he comments on one of travis barker's ex-wife's yeah one Shanna. of her instagrams uh with her boyfriend that that's like uh wow this on again off again shit Something like that, just like trashing his mom's oh relationship while God. loving his dad's relationship. Anyway, I'll oh I'll, I'll send that to you because that's uh, yeah. wild. I think that he has three kids with Shanna, possibly. Yeah. I think one was um from Shanna's first marriage, so he's like a stepdad. Um, and then I think they have a a boy and a girl together, and I think that they're all in their teens, and I think they're all commenting on oh, all okay. these just, but they love Courtney. They love Courtney and and Travis together. Well, who wouldn't? So many aspects. Just to circle back to the thumb sucking. Like, I I don't know how that's not taken down. I'm pearl clutching. I'm usually not, but I am. 100% Instagram should have been all over that. But the other thing is 
do you think that this whole thing, uh, like all of these Instagram shenanigans, are just a way to prove to Kim Kardashian that Courtney is not the least interesting to look at? I think it's to prove that they like each other because I'm pretty sure Travis used to low-key date Kim. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I feel like it's just going like above and beyond. He got her name tattooed on his chest. We we know that anytime a celebrity tattoos the name of their partner on their body, it always bodes well. So and they're always still together. So that's yeah. a good sign, I think. Yeah, it means that it's true love and that they'll never break up. Who's uh who's checking on Scott Disick in all of this? Where's he at? Oh, How's he I'm doing? I am and it's not good. Oh no. If I like if I was a friend, I'd be reaching out. Ugh. He has dyed his hair and cut his hair. several times bleaching it blonde dying it pink he's wearing full camo track suits um with like bright colored like nike shoes it's very desperate it's very desperate especially like with the the show ending like someone should be checking on scott disick for sure to just like make sure he's doing okay because like what does that guy got after this a plethora of 18-year-old girls. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hmm, okay, uh, interesting. All right. Uh, I don't know where to look or what to do. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there was, like, pictures of him, Penelope, and his 18-year-old girlfriend. Which probably there's a closer age uh, difference between Penelope and the girlfriend than him and the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I always want to root for Scott Disick, but he makes it fucking hard to be a a Scort fan these days. Right, right. It's really tough. Like, I fully think I'm on the Kravis bandwagon. And, like, literally, like, two months ago, I was posting, like, throwback pics of Scott and Courtney. Was there not also on the show... Uh, was there not a scene on the show where the family thought Courtney was dating at TikTok celebrity Addison Ray? It was so problematic. It was so bad. It was Is that so true? bad. Um, yeah, there was a storyline about that. It was so bad. They like invited her over without Courtney there to like ask her about it. Like oh. a, a a pre-planned lunch. And it was just kind of, it seemed queer baity. Like, it just seemed Mm. like, I don't know. I don't know. There used to be storylines on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and, like, you know, Kim and Courtney take Miami and stuff where Chloe or Courtney was into girls. But, like, it just seemed, it was bad. And it was just like, it was like a C plot and it was just, like, completely fake like it's one of those storylines that you could tell was just completely fake you, you got to get that tiktok synergy you know what i mean you got to get that cross promotion to television and social media you know and i i do want to talk about addison ray but one more kardashian headline before we move on to her caitlin jenner she is running for governor of california rough it's very Trump-esque. By the way, I don't even understand what's happening in California, nor am I ever going to look into what's happening no. with their governor election, gubernatorial election, if I could <laughs> throw around that word on this podcast. And I know I can't. Uh, I know I should have done that and it'll be cut out. Um, uh, <laughs> but I do know that word. I 
they're having a recall election like they're not happy with the job that their current governor is doing and so they're just being like we want to recall you and have a new election which i didn't know uh that's like it's possible like go canvas for signatures in your area and and recall who's ever in power anyway but yeah i guess caitlin jenner is uh running for that i don't know what her platform is or like what even gives uh like a person like on a celebrity platform like caitlin jenner the like why does she even think that she's qualified for this job because of people like donald trump right this has been a way too trump heavy podcast for 2021 100%, 100%. well we yeah we'll we'll snip that out for sure uh who who edits this by the way oh it's you okay uh well now that we know if we if the trump stuff is left in we know tory's true political leanings <laughs> just if you're listening to this and this is in there we know uh, you know i'm gonna keep it just because i'm a lazy editor but... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, okay but yeah but this is this is what happens like She's literally in her 70s. She's never been in politics. She's not like a lawyer, like whatever job people are usually before they become a politician. It's alarming. Oh, and then like also California, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, right. Was the governor. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know what his background was before he was actor. Maybe he was a activist. <laughs> I believe he was bodybuilding. Okay, perfect. He was activating that body, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's 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 tiring. It's also weird because, like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like, there's a vaccine rollout happening. Yeah. It's progressed a lot further in the States than it has in Canada. But, yeah. like, even still, like, why are you, like, if you're recalling your current governor because he's not, he was like a you know a lifetime career politician and even he's not up to the task of like navigating your state through COVID-19 pandemic what makes you think that Caitlyn Jenner would be up to that task yeah it's like oh I know the woman for the job an Olympian reality tv celebrity (laughs) like it's weird though because they are saying that like Kim is gonna like launch a political career once she's a lawyer Oh, I thought you were gonna you were gonna say she's uh, like gonna Ivanka Caitlyn Jenner's campaign. <laughs> Isn't that what she kind of was to Kanye? Uh, do you think that when she went to vote, do you think she wrote Kanye's name down? You think that she pulled the lever for Kanye? I don't think she did, and I think that that was a major point of their divorce. Could be, could be. I mean, he was only on the ballot in like Nebraska or something like that, so. Yeah, where he lives in Wyoming. Yeah, I just, I don't think she did. But, like, it was so, I don't know. I feel like she was in a, between a rock and a hard place. Because she, like, she has contributed to, like, Hillary Clinton's campaigns. And, like, been very vocal about, like, being a dem. But then had to go radio silent. In arguably one of the most... (laughs) like important elections in recent history and and then because of her like to support her husband and then they still got a divorce like a month later I think it's like she should have pulled the plug in October she should have gone hard for Biden yeah 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how much like I don't even know like how this campaign will even work for this recall election in California, but it'll be interesting to see if it does progress to a point where Caitlyn Jenner is like a legitimate candidate who is running, it'll be interesting to see whether her family like actually gets behind her. This is another thing that I just want to talk about for a second is like people in their 70s. Why now? I want to retire at the age of 28 and you're starting a political career in your 70s. Like I just it could not be me. It is wild to think about, like, I feel like I haven't truly looked into, like, the ages of the people in the House of Commons in Canada, but I do feel like when you see the people in, like, the Senate in the United States, it does look pretty, like, 80 80 to 90. Yeah, which is weird because it's like when I know some 80-year-olds in my life, and I don't know necessarily if they should be... (laughs) holding elected office (laughs) you know what I mean I'm sending this to all of your family members (laughs) no disrespect (laughs) no disrespect but it's just like you know yeah it's just like at that time sail off into the sunset 100% like enjoy your life enjoy your life sit by a pool read a good book you more than deserve it at that point 100% like just chill out and I just I don't get it I just why would you like want to do work (laughs) like when it comes down to it like it does also feel weird when and this is going to be like oh RTBP is ageist now but it does feel weird when you are like the world is dealing with problems like you know the disparity between the rich and the poor uh you know uh climate change like these huge like you know what the economy is gonna look like yeah a decade from now and like what the fallout from what what we did in the pandemic is gonna do to the economy years and years from now it feels weird to put all these like big level long-term picture ideas in the hands of someone who might not be around that much longer due to their advanced age you know what i mean totally like totally. if caitlin jenner is in her 70s at this point like how how, mu- how much is she gonna get involved in like uh climate change who knows i don't know it's really hard like on one hand i'm like yeah you have like the history like you have lived experience of like and wisdom that comes with living for a long time I guess but it's like oh my god I just I can't like I just physically and mentally and spiritually can't take this I do think though like uh with the age thing like I think the big problem with like that people have with government right now is like there's no sense of urgency to deal with any problems and i think potentially that people who are younger you know like 40s 50s 30s 20s even below that like there's a real sense of urgency for those age groups because they are going to be affected by the things that are happening right now and so there's a more urgency for to change things in those age groups i don't i don't really see that same urgency from people who are are 70 and 80 totally and like i just also think about how progressive young people are versus old people and like i'm including myself in that old people like 
just thinking about seeing young people talk about tons of political issues and social issues and stuff like they just get it so much more than us oldies and I we're like we're unlearning a bunch of stuff and when there's a huge difference between uh people in their 30s and people in their you know early 20s and teens can you imagine what the difference is between those people and Caitlyn Jenner's age 100 percent Anyway, I think uh, it's about time to announce then that RTBP is putting their support. This <laughs> podcast, it will be supporting Caitlyn Jenner 100%. Endorsement. Yeah. Endorsement was the word I was going for. I can pull out gubernatorial, but I can't pull out endorsement. Uh, cut this segment. Cut this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be doing some fundraising um, on like Twitch or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Gen Z before we get to our This Week in Petty and wrap up. Addison Ray, the aforementioned star of this season of Keeping Up with the Kardashian, is filming He's All That, the gender-flipped movie of the, like, 80s, 90s movie She's All That. Did you ever see this movie? No. With Fred, Freddie Prince Jr.? Yes, no, but I've seen so many clips of like the reveal. It is the like the epitome, the the pinnacle of the girl takes off her glasses and she's yes. hot now. Well, that's basically the whole premise of the movie is this popular guy is in this bet that he can pick the dumpiest girl in school and turn her into prom queen. That's literally the movie. I'm not even making that up. That's the movie. And now they're going to do this with Addison Ray being the popular person. And it, okay, I know. And the dumpy girl is like girl wearing overalls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with her hair in a bun. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just want to say one other thing. I might cut this, but the lead in that movie is also the lead in Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Yeah. Iconic movie. Rachel Lee Cook, I think, is the actress. Thank name. you. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. think of names tonight. Iconic movie, excellent, groundbreaking soundtrack. Right. Yes. I listen to that daily. Okay. Yeah. Is it even is it even on Spotify? Some yeah. of them, these old things, they're not on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's so right. good. It's so so good. Anyways, Rachel Lee Cook, gorgeous by anyone's standards takes off her glasses is revealed I didn't get this one with the gender flip the nerd now is a man yeah it's like the hottest guy I've ever seen with like shoulder length hair yeah like he's got like yeah, a bad wig <laughs> he's yeah. Taylor Lautner in new moon right and then he gets the haircut like yeah and he's wearing like some baggy cargo pants and like a flannel so it's like okay remove the flannel get some tighter jeans and we'll cut your hair like every tiktok boy and then movies over listen i don't think that we need to talk about how the quality of this movie because i know i think everyone <laughs> knows that it's gonna suck pretty bad which means uh, i'm watching it premiere uh, night <laughs> right, <laughs> right right 
<laughs> you won't watch any of the movies nominated for Oscars, but 100% He's All That. You'll be tuning that up at midnight on the release day. Yeah, 100%. What I think is interesting about this movie is that there's been reports that Addison Ray, who, to my knowledge, has never acted professionally before, is taking this very seriously. She's becoming a method actor, and she's telling her family that while she's filming this movie, they can only refer to her by her character's name. This is brutal. It's so painful. Like, it's just, it's like cringe 101 of like, I know that I'm not an actress, so I'm going to do like what I believe actresses do. What's the character's name? Like Midge or something? Honestly, it could be just like Madison Craig. <laughs> you know? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like when you're in a teen comedy, like you're, you're, character's name is not just like Aldolfo uh you know what I mean like it's not it's an it's you're not Madison, something you're Craig you're <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah oh your name in this movie is Amanda Do you yeah. know what I mean? it's not even like it's like uh if you were pro- portraying like a real life character it's like if she was portraying like I don't know uh uh, Mary Todd, Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham yes. Lincoln's wife. It's like, oh, refer to me as a Mary Todd moving forward, so I can, you know, get get into that historical period. It's like, no, you're portraying you in a movie, Addison Ray. Wild times. It's absolutely wild. And there's been like, yeah, as I referenced, because I saw the the nerdy boy. Um, there's scenes from the movie that have been released, and it's just her in her TikTok clothes, like her crop top. With her cell phone out. She's doing the renegade in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need to method act when her life is the movie, I guess. I don't know. It's tough. It's and a tough like, beat I'm for an sure. Addison, like, I'm not a fan, but like, I've said good things about her on this podcast. Well, I like her song, Obsessed. I haven't listened to it. And like, she was just, I think the thing is, is, and now I'm talking shit about her acting, but it's like, because this is embarrassing, but, like, I was basically saying, like, she was a TikToker and now she's into music and to movies and people were shitting on her. It's like, but you would, too. Like, yeah. fucking shut up. You would, too. You know, maybe we'll see her at the 2022 Oscars. We'll see her there. Is she the next Lady Gaga? Could be. Could be. Anyways, Addison, wish you all the best. And yes, I will be watching He's All That when it comes out like August 2021. <laughs> like, right. August 9th or whatever. No, it's like the 13th or something. I don't do know. Not, do not book me for that recap <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. I like have to now. I, I, I might watch the trailer. I might watch the trailer. Ugh, Okay. We'll cover it extensively on ITB. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get to This Week in Petty, this episode is sponsored by Smooth My Balls. <laughs> Smooth My Balls hair trimmer. I just can't. Was it a hair trimmer? I don't even know what I was propositioned for. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Tori, why don't you explain it? I'll get some of the, I'll pull up the ad copy for Smooth My Balls. Okay, thank you, thank you. My first ad read and champ is helping me out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you don't follow me on social media, you are probably unaware that I was approached by a reputable company called Smooth My Balls. It's like a, you know, like a hair trimmer, razor, 
accessory kit for people that have balls and want to do some grooming. Here we go. Do you want some of the copy from their website, Tori? Yeah, let's give them the free breasts that they want. Yeah. Smooth my balls. Never nip your sack again. Next level grooming for the next level man. Traditional razors suck balls. Our no-scrape technology saves them. Going away, we have your balls covered. Oh, it's also water-resistant. That's necessary. Uh, who do they think is listening to this podcast? That's a great question. You'll have to do a an Instagram poll of just like <laughs> how, how many RTV p- listeners uh, have balls. Literally, I've had two men on the podcast in a row as guests. And, wow. And we're going to... Historic. Historic, historic moment. And we're just... We're going to do a swift left turn. But let me tell you, Tori, here's the great thing about Smooth My Balls is that if you're not happy with their product, you can return it within 30 days without even a hassle. It says, found some slack with scraping your sack. Just send it back. Tori, this is a perfect fit. This company screams RTBP with lines like that. So, okay, let, let me give you a little BTS of being an indie podcaster. I actually do get probably like two or three. I don't know why I said actually like this was going to be legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do get like maybe two or three Instagram messages or emails a week being like, hey, do you want to try out our product? And then like talk about it on your Instagram or your podcast. And the thing is, is that like, it is like nine times out of 10, like an MLM scheme. <laughs> like it, 100%. it is 100% a, a pyramid scheme. Basically, they always offer like we'll send you a discount code and you're still like purchasing the item. And I'm like, I'm not using like a 30% off coupon to buy your like thermos and then like talking about it on my podcast. That's just like not like send me free shit or like don't send me anything at all, which is why I haven't received anything yeah (laughs) there are no packages coming in the mail smooth my balls like legit kind of looked real but i don't think it is it's like a a no-name version it's like off-brand manscaped that the manscaped is the real like uh you know men's hair trimmer like thing out there that you see on tiktok and instagram and like people are promoting it on podcasts Uh, that's the one you see you got the worst version of that Yes, the dagger, like the absolute stab in the back was that it wasn't Manscaped or Harry's reaching out to me. Right. Like that was the the real, like took me down a notch when yeah. it was Smooth My Balls that reached out. Great name though, uh, great ad copy. Uh, I, I, was, I think this is the first time potentially that someone has used the term uh, sack on RTBP. 100 this is the most we've ever talked about balls um and the most we will ever talk about it because it's so painful but actually like i am petty about not getting sponsorships because because when you do stuff on the internet you just expect free stuff Yes. And I've been hustling for years. No, I I don't expect anything. I feel like I'm like, maybe for the listeners, some coupon codes. But like, you don't want the stuff that's being hawked by (laughs) by Instagram influencers. I I 100% want to sell out and like be paid for this. That's just a, a goal that I have in my life. But 
it actually sometimes I actually think like if that actually were to happen could I do that for example I follow this Vancouver influencer I won't name drop her here but uh, she did an ad for L'Oreal hair products and she was talking about like oh look how good my hair looks look how long it is look how healthy it is etc a I'm like girl you last week just talked about how you just got hair extensions so there's like one plot hole the second thing was she was renovating her bathroom and I hate how in-depth I am in this like this is showing a very dark side of my life but very sad very sad but she is renovating her bathroom and she shows her newly tiled shower and so I I screenshot the video and I look at what products are in her shower caddy. L'Oreal, nowhere to be found. She's using Olaplex and fucking Way and Necessar or something like that, which is like the most expensive hair products you can buy from Sephora. Not this basic bitch drugstore L'Oreal product. So I don't right. know. It's just, it's all, it really just shows you like everything is truly fake but obviously it must work because this is like a viable full-time job that people can have like where they're making good money like like it must be worth it for companies and influencers to do it because we see it everywhere I don't know have you ever bought anything like you listen to like Rob has a podcast and stuff other podcasts that have ads not like this ad free podcast unsullied (laughs) (laughs) true i have not bought i don't think i've bought anything off a off an ad off a podcast or anything yeah the the ads that like the targeted ads that i get on like instagram or facebook or whatever they're not even targeted to anything like it's just like a mishmash of what i get like nothing Nothing is like, ooh, this is really something that I need to invest in. One time I, since Mother's Day is coming up, one time my brother used like a flower coupon code that he found on a podcast and they did not come through for us. And we, he had to like hound them to get his money back. Not, not that much, that badly, just like on the day he got his money back. And uh, we had to order uh, flowers through another source, the source that I preferred to use. And he told me, he led me astray and wanted to use this one anyway. uh, But that's the only time. Yeah, I don't, I think I got the honey extension. Oh, right. From RHAP. Honestly, highly recommend. Wow. Uh, It looks, if you haven't heard of, I don't know. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No free you. ads. Yeah, no. We've already given too much time to smooth my balls. One hundred percent. Look it up if you fucking want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Slash honey reach out for, for yeah. possible collaboration. Yeah, I think I got the honey extension. But okay, again, and like it's like drinking game for this episode. How many times does Tori say TikTok? But I bought so much shit off of TikTok. Like that, like I see Instagram ads like 10 hours a day and I follow so many influencers, never purchased one thing except for this honey extension. I buy so much shit off of TikTok. Basically my entire skincare routine, all my recent clothes purchases in like the last year, it's all been from girls on TikTok. 
but are these ads or are these people like just like giving you information on TikTok? So most of the time they're giving information. A lot of the new kind of influencer stuff is affiliate links. Mm. Where basically they, yeah, you know what an affiliate link is. So I, I don't need to explain it. But yeah, so it is really interesting. But of what has worked for me and what hasn't. But yeah, a girl can dream to have a sponsor one day. Right. I just feel like it's not even the sponsorship. I think it just is what that means. And it means that a lot of people are listening to your podcast. I think if right, you really right. drill down to it, I don't even need the free shit. It just means that you're getting like a lot of listeners. Well, listeners of RTBP tag your favorite uh, brands <laughs> that you think Tori should partner with. Anything to do with uh, ball sacks would be uh, <laughs> probably the best synergy, but like uh, we can branch out into like uh, skincare, you know, but like, I don't think really think that's your, uh, your bread and butter. Your bread and butter is mostly uh, ball sacks. 100%. Should yeah. I, here's a question for you. Should I reach out to them? Like I didn't, I ghosted them so far. Should I like play along? You know what? I think that they're really tapped in to what you're doing. And I think they're going to find out about this pretty quick. You think they care that much that they're listening to this episode? That was 100% sarcasm, Tori. Thanks for oh. picking up on that. <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. Cut it out. There's a lot to cut in this episode. Yeah, I, this is my f- new favorite bit that I did with Nick last week where it's like, this is a two hour podcast, but we'll trim it to 20 minutes. <laughs> right. like a t- tight 20. What's, what's the time on it right yeah. now? Um, it must be an hour, an hour 28. Ooh. Let's give us like, it's going to be a, a 30 minute little, oh, okay. <laughs> little episode. Okay. Well just know what you ever you heard uh, previously on this podcast was the gold stuff. That yes. this is our top stuff. So just know it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> <laughs> what you just heard, that's the best of what we did. Okay. The listeners got so much behind the scenes like tea from this episode. A little peek Truly. behind the curtain. Listen, you should bring me on more often. I get a lot out of this podcast. Okay, yes. I should be having the podcast. I'm like Oprah in the Megan interview. Do you know what I mean? Were you silenced or were you silenced? (laughs) Yeah. And who is having that conversation? You know what I'm saying? And that conversation is with Smooth My Balls. (laughs) Okay, okay, though. I want to say yes. I pitched to Champ Nary seven hours ago that he joins the All Things Petty Network which is, you know, a f- soon-to-be network that I right. have for my own podcast, and does a spinoff show, like something like Champ Tank, bring mm-hmm. that back. The listeners want it back. And he was like, yeah, I'll shop it around to other <laughs> yeah. networks. And I was like, fucking how dare you? <laughs> 100%. I'm in conversation with Dave Portnoy at Barstool as we speak. <laughs> No, now, here's here's the thing. Here are the, the first things that have ever been said on RTBB. This is history right now. First time ever said gubernatorial. <laughs> first time Balsack. First time Dave Portnoy. No, no, I've you said. Talked about, yes. You talked about Dave Portnoy on this Yeah, right, we right. hate him here. Oh, okay. It was when negative. we were talking about caller daddy drama. Oh, 100%. I think though I didn't name him. 
Mm. I didn't say his name because I didn't know it at the time. And you uh, know we don't <laughs> we don't do any research around you here. Didn't, you you read the headline, you didn't click into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. So it could actually be the first time he's been named on this podcast. But yeah, lots of firsts today. But yeah, if you see uh Champ out like podcasting not on RTBP, like you know all things petty didn't get, didn't make the <laughs> That's right. That's right. The deal wasn't sweet enough. Yeah, yeah. And then Champ will just be like doing ad reads for Smooth My Balls, 100%. Manscaped, Harry's, and I'll be here. What are you trying to say about me? <laughs> you need to. Hmm. Interesting. Need to... All right. I think this podcast, I think you can run the outro at this point. Hmm. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah. She, yeah. Let's do the outro. Thanks, Champ, for coming on the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Champ, where can the listeners find you if you want to hear more? Don't worry about it. That's where they can find me. <laughs> it's none of their business. <laughs> I Listen, I have not got any additional subscribers to anything from this podcast. The listeners are not interested in where they can find me. Here's the thing. I know that. Like, in my heart of hearts, I know that. That no one's getting fame off of this podcast. But it is preemptive. It's a little manifestation. Okay, okay. For when it is huge and people are going back and listening uh, to these the episodes. Archives. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Well, catch, catch me on Instagram at uh, champstagram19. And there you have it. You can follow me at RTBP Podcast on all social media. And the best thing you can do for the podcast truly is tell a friend who you think would like this episode or RTBP in general. Tell them to listen and join the RTBP community. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you are safe and well out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.